0: Hey, Zombrow fans, Russell Twice, i back here for yet another one for week of Zombrows action, and oh my goodness, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host in all the world, Johnny J25. How you doing, John? What's going on? I got to shout to the heavens that our good old uh, show is going so. Uh, I would like our to know. Our good old show. Our good old show. I got a blast on our discords. We have interesting topics today. We have exciting things to talk about across the industry news. We're definitely going to touch on the BioWare stuff, uh, Borderlands 3 launches, a couple of little things like that. But for the most part, all about ancient evil, just me and John talking it up about some wonderful zombies content. So uh, what's going on with you, John? How are you doing?
1: You want to hear something that I'm sure you're going to want start I guess.
0: Are you going to surprise me with something, John? I mean, we were all having a good time.
1: I think think you'll hear this statement, and you won't be surprised. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Most things don't surprise me these days. Haven't touched Ancient Evil in a week.
0: Oh, well, yeah, that doesn't Uh, surprise me. Actually,
1: literally a week now that I think about it, because the last I played was last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, This had more to do with the fact that um, I had a big project due this Mm -hmm. week. Um, This is one of those projects where it was due Friday night, Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there to yourself on Wednesday, and you're like, "Yeah, this isn't getting done. <laughs> I'm getting a zero.
0: Oh, no. I know that feeling.
1: There's no way in hell this project gets done on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think oh. I put in about—actually, I know exactly how much time I put in because I track all my time. Mm-hmm. Um, I put in 18 hours of work on this one individual project. I remember it was like Thursday at midnight Mm -hmm. and it was one of those projects that I have to be connected to the school servers to actually run. Oh, yep, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, Yep. So I have, so I had to be on campus. So I was there at Longman campus at like midnight working Mm -hmm. on the project. I woke up at 9am on Friday to work on the project to get it done. Meanwhile, I had my parents coming up this Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, So they came up and they were in town Friday and yesterday. And so it was like, Shoot! Now I got to make sure this project gets done before my parents get here, because obviously, you know, they're not going to drive up and just sit there while I work on a project. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, that has been dominating my life. Although I'm in a place now where I have no more exams. I only have one more major project, but I'm hoping to get a jump on it. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I'm chilling for the next month until finals. So definitely going to be pumping out some more videos. Excited to dive into ancient evil. I like this week. I had the plan to make three different ancient evil videos. Mm-hmm. Four coming up, like four in the back burner, but there were going to be three this week. Yeah. I got around to none of them. Like, it was oh. Tuesday or Wednesday, and I'm just like, yeah, these videos aren't happening. I'm just going to push them to next week. Yeah. But I'm excited to get into Ancient Evil, and it, it just it sucks that Jarek always seems to drop maps at times that are really inconvenient. for me.
0: Well, I mean, I was just thinking about how it's so strange for me not to be going through crunch time, where with all these maps coming out, and now we're dealing with... Um, no exams, no group projects. Like all that shit is finally over for me, and I can just live a normal life. It's very strange to be coming like when it's getting warm out and not just being able to enjoy life. I, I am. I'll tell you,
1: launches and releases are so much less stressful in the summer, mm-hmm. and I'd imagine this is just what you go through all the time now, where it's like, yeah, I've got nothing else to do but this, you which, know.
0: Which is nice in one respect because you say like you say you have nothing else to do, but then I have uh, to send out. All of our wonderful Zombros mugs at a moment's that notice. John,
1: that John made a mistake on.
0: He shh, don't tell them. All right.
1: <laughs> um, uh, I thought there'd be a little funny mistake. Yeah, it is.
0: Better. There's a little little
1: smudge on it. Yeah, so I
0: made it's not gonna focus,
1: but it's. Oh, uh, that's gonna look really blurry on my. Yeah, yeah it's not gonna come up. Gonna Basically, look. I was I was um, I made I made I made the design for the mug. I took the I took the mic from the poster and our mm-hmm. logo and everything, and, and that's how I designed it. Um, and so when I was photoshopping out the mugs, or when I was photoshopping out the microphone, I accidentally left a little tiny smudge, like the smallest of smudges, in one of the one of the bottom corners of the of mm-hmm. the picture. And Reed just sends me a picture. He's like, he's like, yeah, you made this mistake, and now it's on every mug.
0: <laughs> I, I was trying oh to be God. like laughing about it because yeah. I, oh, I, no, I, I was just you like, bad. it was just okay, it's, just making it's sure. A really, <laughs> it's, like, it's a really it's a really tiny mistake. Yeah, but there's
1: a part of me that was just like.
0: Yeah, I've been there, done that. I did this with my going to the moon shirts. You spend like four hundred dollars ordering shirts, then I see there's errors on them. I open up the box, I'm like, oh, "That's
1: a four hundred dollar mm-hmm. mistake." <laughs> like it's, it's a little tiny error. It, you guys, I'm sure you'll still enjoy the mugs when they go yes. out. This, they're still nice. But mugs. um, but I just, I just remember looking at them, being like, because I know I've made this mistake before on mm. artwork. It's like because you you're 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 erasing out the background. Yep, And oftentimes you're doing it on that black and white checkerboard. Yep, And when you do that, it very it's very easy to miss little bits. Yeah, especially That's because, because the opacity it, is low. So you might have exactly, erased exactly. it, when they but have a it's only opacity.
0: like 20% um, still there. It's very difficult.
1: Sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll put like a stroke on everything, and the stroke really shows all those little straggly bits, but mm-hmm. I just didn't think to do that. You know why? Because I I prepared those mugs the day, or the night before we were leaving for Los Angeles. I Mm -hmm. think I had gotten them all. I think I had gotten the order already and set to go by like midnight, and then I went to bed at two, flew out at like four. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a crunch there. I apologize, but now every mug that'll go out has character.
0: (laughs) It does. What I was more surprised with is you picked the exact same design as my rad mugs, the white and the blue, like that. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't try to do that. You just ended up getting the exact same model I ended up getting last time. Exactly. Yeah, that the same. wasn't
1: that wasn't intentional, but the blue wasn't. Cuz I was I was looking at my options. Yeah. And it was between either blue or black and I thought the blue would work better because of the blue microphone and the blue Zombras logo. Mm-hmm. Like can we at like, least like, agree I, though like,
0: that this blue is not this blue? Those are distinctly oh, oh, different blues. Oh, I know. Just, They're distinctly
1: different blues. Okay. Just making but, sure. <laughs> That blue is closer to that blue than, yeah. say, a mug with a green inside or a purple, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I learned teal isn't green. I think that's what I learned out of yeah. this. I think I had teal if wrong. If there's one thing years. you can say you've
1: learned from Zombros, it's that teal isn't green.
0: Never knew. Never knew. Mm-hmm, that but, is on me.
1: But those mugs are going to be go. They're going to be shipped out, what, this week?
0: uh yeah i hope
1: (laughs) they're gonna be shipped they're gonna be shipped out this week if i have to even if i have to kick reed's ass well Um, and then i'm gonna put out funny enough
0: as we are talking about videos yeah i will i will try my best to get them all out this week it's just a very busy week especially with my sister's birthday it's multiple days stuff that we're doing like Mm -hmm. she has dinner we go out to then a party all the friends show up to and then Sunday, oh, whan, whan, whan. Get ton, Reed.
1: you don't have classes. See, now here we are.
0: Here we are. Right. You don't have classes. It's like, but I still live an extremely busy schedule and I still got to make the videos I need to make. And I have oh, such I a disgusting just because list over doesn't
1: mean, doesn't mean yeah. that life is suddenly a breeze. Yeah. Um,
0: I actually find it worse on my time because I will. I also have a dog. His yeah. life is less structured. Well, yeah, that's why this has been the godsend to me. I went to the store and I went back to classic agenda books. It is like um, exactly I don't have that. Oh, I, I do have I do have this, this right here. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, every every week I do what I call my weekly review. Yep. And I and I write it in here. It's kind of like a form of journaling I do. Mm-hmm. Um, not journaling like dear diary kind of journaling, but like what do I want to accomplish this week? Yeah. What can I what can I do better to improve on my goals? If there's one thing I want to get done this week, what is it? Mm-hmm. That's what I do with this book. I you know, constantly every, every week I write
0: constantly use lists i love writing all the time especially pen and paper stuff so like just basic shit though just like i gotta do laundry almost every day every other day i gotta do all the dishes every other day i gotta take out the trash every all the day this is all little things that take time i gotta, gotta make sure i laundry
1: walk Every day, how much la- how many? How well much because when it
0: starts orders. piling up so just like if i don't do it like a little bit every day then all of a sudden i'm doing laundry for like two days straight and it's just that, seems
1: inefficient. that seems inefficient for water okay Reed hates the environment. Reed wastes water.
0: Here we go. No.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Reed wants to see baby seals die.
0: Oh, there's the headline. Here's the Kotaku 10,000 word article coming out. I think it's more than that, actually. I think it was like 100,000 expose I kept
1: hearing. YouTuber comes out as openly (laughs) anti-seal. Um, but yeah, it's something like, I have all these videos I am dying to
0: make, especially about ancient evil. Like, I want to do all the foreshadowing of Medusa. I have a script, uh, 10 pages. No, that's my next video. Nope, Fuck you. Nope, I had it. No, I've been writing Not about it. I've been beat teasing it. it. been teasing it in videos. Tomorrow, you might beat me to it, because tomorrow's coming out of all about the Easter egg dissection, and how the narrative complements the Easter egg in so many parts, and also the mechanics work, and like, it's one of those... Actman type reviews or Ant-Man. I always forget his name. I'm sorry about that. But, like, it's very much those video essays uh, that are showing, like, detailed analysis of, like, how the gameplay is complementing other things and a little bit of game development theory and game design and theory in there. All of stuff I, I really, really enjoyed uh, writing that video, but it's also just a slog because you just see it and you're like, that's going to be, like, a 20 to 30-minute commentary. It's going to be about, like, a five-hour edit, and then it's going to be two hours of metadata, making thumbnails, and all that type of stuff. And just like, oh, yeah, but I also have to take my dog out three or four times a day. Plus, I got to make sure I'm feeding myself. Plus, I got to make sure I'm a normal human being. Plus, you know, I got to prepare for, you know, D&D with my friends or whatever. It's just, it's so strange when you don't have that structure of school. It's very much like you can get lost in a job to do 80 to 100 hour weeks, as I've talked about in the past. That's just not healthy. And I, I find and it's, myself it's like, I want to read. Yeah.
1: It's tough when you're self-employed, too. Yeah, because, you know, like you're not you're not you don't have to drive into work every day at nine o'clock mm-hmm. and then leave at five. Otherwise, you get fired. You know, yep. It's no. all, the onus is all on you.
0: Yep. If um, I if I don't feel motivated, which is one of the toughest things if I get I just wish I would get up at six a.m. when I get up with my dog. If I got up every day, I feel so much more and I felt motivated. I was running downstairs excited to do work like I, I have been in the past. Man, I can't imagine uh, what it would be like, but there, there's something about the way the platform works. And you just see your numbers. If you're not working, you're not making money. All that stuff is just ridiculous. Now, how you know, Smart it? Guy streams 24 7. Now, that is a testament to dedication and a focus I don't understand.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Can I say something that's exciting yeah.
1: for my YouTube channel this week? Yeah, go ahead. So, as you know, I uploaded that video about a month ago explaining the insta-kill round. Mm-hmm. It was like a 15-minute analysis of why insta-kill rounds exist. Yeah. What what sort of issue or bug. It's not really a bug in the code. Because the code doesn't have any bugs. It's just a system issue. Mm-hmm. of Why this happens and what could have been done to prevent it and why it flips and why it's in a weird pattern. It was a video I worked on for a good part of a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed the other day I had an uptick in views like, when the video launched, it didn't really do well. Yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, it did okay. It got, like, 20,000 views in the first, like, two that's weeks that, or so. That's pretty fantastic. That's, that's okay. Like, like, when I did my video on, like, mm-hmm. on round 255, mm-hmm. that blew up. Like, that has, like, 800,000 views. You know, I was hoping that video would kind of fall in the mm-hmm. same track as the previous one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even, like, my, uh, my round 100 health video also did well. So, I'm like, I'm like these videos seem to really grab people and i'm I'm hoping if I put the time and the effort into it, and a lot of people really appreciated the video because I do a lot of good animation work in it. There's a lot of graphics and stuff. I have the code on screen. I follow it line by line. yeah, yep, a lot of good stuff. And so the video did okay, which like made me feel happy. But lately, the video' has been doing really well. It got fifty thousand views in Ooh. the past um in the past week. Um, and it's still continuing to gain views. It's gotten twenty thousand in the past forty eight hours. so, The video is doing well, so shout out to everybody who has recently watched the video. Mm -hmm. I like, I like, 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 you know, sometimes we'll upload videos and they're just bullshit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I uploaded every cutscene together, and that took me, like, 20 minutes of work, you know? Mm -hmm. But then, like, there's videos like this that I make and I'm proud of, and, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I had a friend watch the video, a computer science student like me, and he was like, that was great, because this was exactly what we learned in class, like, four weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, that was kind of the genesis of the inspiration of the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and he thank was like, well, you did a great job explaining. And the animation was well done. And I'm like, thank mm-hmm. you. Like, I appreciated hearing that from a peer who yeah. didn't, doesn't watch zombies videos but caught the video. Mm-hmm. And, like, hearing somebody who's also, like, studying it. And knows like, yeah, you did a good job explaining it. So I was like, hell That's yeah. Wonderful. So I'm really proud of this video. And I'm really happy it's doing well. There you go. Like, so, guys, it go check it out you at haven't.
0: If you haven't checked out John's video insta-kill video yet, do it.
1: Yeah. It's called The Secret Behind High Round Runs in Black Ops One. I love the when you get fulfilling
0: Instagram. content like that, dude. That is some of the best stuff in the world when you make a video, put your like love into it, especially how we're kind of cornered in the niche of zombies right now. You and I especially experience this type of stuff where you're like, I want to do other things. I want to do things that really mean a lot to me making our videos, and sometimes that's just not logical in the in the way the business works. So that's uh, mm-hmm. exciting to see that. Also shouting out uh, smart guy for doing those raids. You've been wonderful during my Easter egg speedruns. I really appreciate you bringing those viewers over to see me doing all kinds of fun stuff. And we're talking about uh, streams, Tuesdays, Thursdays, game nights. I always stream on Twitch in case you can't get enough streams. And we're doing God of War this week. So I'll be turning that around into a review on the channel, God of War. And Snowa Sacrifice is going to come out later this week. Uh, the more I learn about this, I actually had a thing. I don't. I don't think it's a spoiler because it's been out for so long. Uh, it is a spoiler, but I. I don't. I. I don't know how I feel about it. I was told. Th- I'm curious how to get your opinion on this, John. I was told if you Seriously. die a certain amount of times in a game, it's gonna start you back from the beginning. So if you had X amount of, you could be hours and hours into this game. It's about a 6 to 10 hour game, depending on how slow or fast you take it. it if you're trying to be a completionist on this game. It can feel like a slog at times to me anyway. And then I had this mounting pressure that at any moment, if I died, if I hit that magic number, whatever it might be, then I would have to start all the way back from the beginning. No save states, no way to come back. I mean, and- have, you played,
1: have you ever played Enter the Gungeon?
0: Well, I know there's games that have that, absolutely have that fe- uh, feature. Like uh, I think Castlevania, one of the lo- most classic games ever, has that feature. You die enough times and you have to start the whole thing over.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, have you have you played this game specifically? Though? No, Ninja I have the Gun- not played that one. No. Center so, the Gunji. It's a it's a relatively recent, and by recent I think like a year old top down mm-hmm. shooter. Uh, has like a nice like eight bit art style. I'm not eight bit, but like I don't know how best to describe. It. But you know, like it's. Mm-hmm. It's got an aesthetic to it that makes it seem older than it is. Sure. Um, you know, at the Google, I don't know, it's not 8-bit, but it's like intentionally pixel art, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Pixel art would probably be really, the best way really to Really fun it. game,
1: really difficult game. And um, it's one of those games, there's only five levels. Mm-hmm. Each level maybe takes you 20, 25, 30 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Actually, that's, that's a, if you're going slow, it takes that long. Really, each level maybe takes you 10 minutes, 15 okay. minutes but they're very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like I've played this game quite a bit. And the farthest I can get to is the second dungeon. Mm-hmm. Cause every time you die, you restart at the first dungeon and the game also cha- each level changes every time you replay it. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently enter the Dungeon is three years old. Yeah, I just saw that as well. I only recently found it. Um, but the levels change each time you play, like there's a little bit of randomization to them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there, there's something about it that I think makes the game very frustrating. Every time, Time you die, and but you're also getting better at the same time, so it's a little bit easier each time. Sure. So it's a style of it's a style of progression within a game that I find frustrating. Where like, I really wish the game would just have a save system, or I could save at each dungeon just so I can actually beat the game and see what it's all like and experience everything. Mm. Because I feel like I'm missing out on a lot of that game because I can't make it very far.
0: Now this Um, isn't a fascinating discussion. But if I do,
1: if I do it though. And if I eventually beat it, that's going to be really rewarding. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, you know, like like getting to the end of the second dungeon felt like a real accomplishment because because mm-hmm. I had to labor over it. You know, mm-hmm. I th- it, I'm very torn on this style of play because I, I want to experience everything, mm-hmm. but I can't because I'm not good enough. And if I want to get good enough, that's going to be a 40, 50 hour grind.
0: Right, there's something fast, like, that also brings up, like, the Dark Souls franchise, or Bloodborne, or brings up the most recent, uh, I think it's, what, Sicario, Shadows Die Twice, that's a big conversation right now, is whether people want to play this whole game, we don't want to watch the whole damn thing, uh, but, you know, there needs to be an easy mode, and there was literally two people on the same site, I think it was Forbes, arguing this, saying, one one author goes, like, we need an easy mode, and then the other author goes, no, we don't, absolutely no easy mode, that's not how this game should work. And it's, I think, in games like the Dark Souls franchise, I think there's a really good conversation to be had. Uh, Snow is Sacrifice is very much a game that they went out of their way to deal with mental health issues. It's a very big narrative. But I believe there's also a a mode that's more narrative-driven. So just like you're basically not playing and you're watching it. So I guess they, they do supplement that. And that's what I, I got to wrap my head around because I chose to play the harder mode. But after all was said and done, and I had this mounting pressure that was going around that at any moment it could all be taken away from me. And it was very narrative driven. And I very much feel a lot of the game is, it's it's like, I don't want to play through that again. That was really rough to experience seeing that because it's dealing with these very difficult topics. It's not true. Mm. It's just a rumor that was perpetrate, uh, perpetrated. No, it's not perpetrated. Perpetuated. Spread? Perpetuated. Um, thank you though. Uh, throughout the community, to try and add that extra stress to players playing it, to give you that extra uh, worry like uh, the main character has that if she fails, right, she you you have that same urgency that if you don't do it right, it erases your saved data and you fail, it's the same thing she feels that she's she's worried it's gonna fail because she doesn't accomplish her task or whatever. I feel like that was just unnecessary stress in a game that was already stressing me to, like, the night. So that was one of those things that I feel like I would have enjoyed that game more if I didn't have my viewers, uh, and I don't know if they knew or not, because I kept trying to find articles, and ton of articles were saying, this is how it is, this is how it is, this is how it is, and then all of a sudden, like, trying to find anything, there was a ton of articles like, oh, no, this actually isn't a thing, and no one could find an instance when the game restarted on you. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's such, a, that's such a weird just whole so got, sentiment, got, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's it's so interesting, and I, I don't know, and that affected my gaming experience. I don't know how something like that would, like, impact zombies because we have stuff like leaks coming from uh, beta testers or the QA testers, rather. We we have all sorts of, like, Jason Blundell says Voyager Despair has got to be the hardest map. Well, how does that affect us and our expectations when we interpret and play these maps versus an ancient well, evil where they don't say anything? And they just let a trailer speak for itself. I, I hate
1: I hate the idea of when Treyarch and other studios have had a really bad habit of doing this. And they talk about our game is going to be, it's like when they say, remember our game is going to be the scariest game?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And you come into the game and now that standard has been set. So that is the, that is the bar to which you judge it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think sometimes it is better to just drop an ancient evil or drop a dead of the night. I mean, obviously, hype up and promote your game. Yes, market it. I don't believe. I don't believe in setting the standard of difficulty mm-hmm. unless you're unless you're really going out of your way to be a dick. You know, well, dick not, might not be a strong. Dick, not, not, not a dick in a bad way. I mean, like a you're gonna make the players life hell. And you're gonna make them really work for that. Like, like I believe, and... go hard or go home when it comes to difficulty in games. Okay, like okay. If you're gonna you make your hard crank, if you're gonna make your game hard, crank it to eleven. Right. You know, if you're going to make it a otherwise, horror experience, make it 11 a horror experience at a time. Otherwise, don't bother minutes. and let the players set the expectations. You don't set it. You don't, don't, don't come to me and say, yeah, this game's going to be medium difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, so, like, like when Bioshock Infinite had the 1989 mode. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like, you're like, yeah, this is going to be hard. And we're going to intentionally try to screw you over. Yes. And into dungeons like that, too, where it's like, this is just going to be a shit show. And it's a shit show from the start. You know?
0: What, what was the example Even you used there?
1: Into Enter the Gungeon.
0: Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. I didn't hear it. Yes.
1: Okay, yeah. Like, you're going to start off right away. Like, Zombies, I don't think, with the exception of maybe Hardcore, mm-hmm. ever has a map where you're like, yeah, this one is way harder than the others. You yeah. know? I feel Obviously, right. different maps cater to different play styles. I think Shiger Law is harder than, say, Ascension. 100%. 100%. But I don't play Voyage of Despair and go, Oh man, this one's too hard for me. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that my highest round on Black Ops Four is on Voyage of Despair. Mm-hmm. You know, so to hear Jason say, "Yeah, this is the hardest map," makes me go, "Really?" It's like in- I cash. I, I casually got to a high yeah. round on that map one day just because I was playing it, enjoying it, kept going, but I never said to myself, "Oh, this is." I really grinded out this this round, whatever run.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting how expectations really impact uh, so much in entertainment. Like something we learn about. In business and marketing, is you you never tell a consumer what they do with their product. Uh, obviously, un, without unless they're hurting ourselves, like tie pod stuff and any of that crap. But, but more or less, like if you create like a um, a dish, right? And it's like you put food on it. But all of a sudden, they find out. Well, if we punch out the center of it and we put it on a uh, a mechanical device, then it helps us with construction work. And we actually construction workers are now buying this material in bulk. You don't go no, we're not selling it. You can't use it for that purpose. It's like no, no, you let people and the market decide what it is. And that helps people be like, "Oh yeah, that's the that's the thing. That's the thing we all we agree and use on." There there's plenty of examples, I'm sure people could Google. I don't have any off the top of my head of like um, a product that was made for one use and ends up being a different use. And I think those expectations of maps, when you don't set that expectation, happens a lot where people go, oh, you know, Zet is actually one of these type of maps. It Zet, for instance, is actually one of the maps that just had tons of mechanics that set up the future, which they didn't really uh, capitalize on, but like the side quests and changing stats doppelganger easter eggs golden buckets like they there's a mm. lot of just really good testing and innovation thrown Zet into z I
1: mean, we we also we, we were told though by jason you no know, this was after the fact that that was a little bit of a testing ground yeah. for them yeah yep especially setting for what they wanted to do in black ops 4
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it feels that way cuz that is that might be the busiest zombies map we've ever had
0: yes It'll keep you, you know, busy into the high rounds. There's lots of stuff to do up to around not 50. Bu- not, there's not, busy a...
1: like fetch, not busy like fetch quest yeah. kind of way your tedious yeah. nonsense, but it's like there's a lot of features. In yeah. fact, so many that I don't think, I, I think it would take very, I think it would be a very difficult challenge mm-hmm. to sit down with a pen and paper and write every feature, every possible quest, and every little nook and cranny in mm-hmm. Zet. That's such a busy map
0: yeah and you then know, do like it even, one step further do it all in one game and i think that's what they're hoping for like that's a oh, better oh, mentality I don't, I don't mean
1: i don't even i don't even mean just doing it in one game i mean just sitting down and remembering no, you know i'm with everything. you I, I, was oh, yeah. I was adding on i was adding on okay yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't trying to take away from and that. whether whether or not that's good or bad map design is is your your opinion i'm not sure. suggesting that's bad map design or good map design mm-hmm. but it's busy mm-hmm. it, it just compared to say like a keynote or totem mm-hmm. i could i could I can name everything on Kino in my hand, you know. Yeah,
0: I I think there's something even more interesting on Zetsubo Noshima in the fact that with Zet, when you go through all that type of stuff, it's the type of like you just said. It wasn't tedious. It's not busy work. It's also stuff you can choose to do that doesn't take away from your enjoyment of the map. It's, it's also rewarding it's, too, you know. Yeah. Like if it's I want to build, part. if I want to yeah. build
1: the plant that grabs a zombie, that's perfect. While I get other stuff done. Yeah, and, and or you.
0: Quite literally, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a metaphor about, like, tending to your garden. You get stuff that gives you an extra life when you imprint on, on things. You can get extra perks. It's rewarding you for this interest inside the game. Furthermore, what I wanted to say about, like, this is the type of stuff when I hear Jason and Craig and developers' philosophy of, like, we don't want you getting a crawler anymore, so you figure out all the stuff in one go. It's like, well, you can't do that with Zetsubo Noshima, even though you can have 20 minutes of a time to look at stuff. It's just because the philosophy and the approach to designing the map was much different. I think uh, Ancient Evil is another good example of a, a very different approach to the Easter egg design, the map layouts, and what the value is w- for the players and what the developers are putting that value, hoping players will latch onto. I mean, even giving us a chance to have those skeletons that go really, really slow with the spears, if you run away from them, they'll start going really slow, it gives you this wonderful opportunity to explore the map. And if you're exploring the map, Interact with anything, John. You said you haven't played it too much, but go to any painting on a wall and Oracle's going to tell you about the lore, the Greek lore. I find myself doing stuff now that I used to do in the past that made me fall in love with Black Ops 1 and World at War zombies. I absolutely love the fact that I go up and I, I hit it hear a mural, and I go, oh, well, what is that story? And I get to Google the story of how Medusa came to be, how Perseus is, what his relationship is with Pegasus, what's going on inside Delphi, the Oracle of Delphi, Greek mythology between what is Zeus's eagles, and how what is his relationship between all these characters, what is Python and Apollo, Apollo's trial, his eternal flame, all real things just taken into different contexts, even the oh, yeah. vapors. Fun little story about that that I, um, I believe uh, my community was telling me about. I, I believe that I was the you. context. Did you tell me about the vapors?
1: They were just huffing gasoline. It was you then. Okay, it was you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic story. Yeah, literally, literally. literally those vapors that they use to talk to the gods and yeah. are essentially the vapors that we have in, uh, in 9 as well as in Voyage of Despair. Mm-hmm. That comes from the fact that the Oracle's whoa, whoa. job was basically just to huff gasoline, mm-hmm. get high, I think she was talking to the gods and then reported back, mm-hmm. <laughs> like because like, because they 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 were doing like they were doing tests in the area and they're like yeah there's all this ethylene that's coming out of the gap out of the ground and mm-hmm. vapors and they're like she was probably huffing that yeah <laughs> like that's what that was and then this is reality so for those and, who they, don't the and story, they, don't, they and they don't and they don't know what gasoline is two thousand years ago in ancient or Greece yeah so they're like all I know is I I huff this gas and suddenly. I'm having they're hallucinations. Like, I, always, I I do find that hilarious. It's like, you were just sniffing gasoline.
0: Mm-hmm. So it, it's in reality, it's just to separate from the game to reality. The game then goes like, oh, no, the vapor's real. In reality, just actually. oh yeah. In the was, game, the vapors
1: are real. But in reality, it was just gasoline.
0: Which, so it's cool to see. That's the stuff we talk about, like with the Nazis back in Darius, where they're making UFO machines and using the, the bell and die glock and all this teleportation and all that stuff, right? In reality, as far as we know. Woo! Illuminati hit, hit. I wish I had the soundboard for the Illuminati right there. Um, But didn't work out. Nothing came with those experiments, right? Maybe some stuff did. But, like, nothing significant to our modern day that we know of, right? Inside mm-hmm. zombies, they go, oh, yeah, what if it did? And here it is. This is what they did. This is the result of the research. That's the stuff I like, where I'm getting a little history lesson. If I look deeper into it, I get rewarded with stuff that's relevant. I mean, when you say the name Zeus or Perseus or Apollo, no matter where you are in the world, for the most part— People are going to know those names as long as it's translated into their language. Things that have been gone for thousands of years, we still know those names hold weight. They have stories behind them that have impacted our world and our history in such a way that you can say um, Zeus, and most people will go, "Yeah, the, the god of Olympus." I don't know anything about him, but yeah. And then you say we're fighting Perseus, son of Zeus. Well, that sounds that sounds cool because
1: you it carries weight. It's very it's very easy to get on board with. Yeah, you know? yeah, because it's, it's, it's like. At least in the Western world, mm-hmm. who hasn't heard of Zeus? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how well Greek mythology translates into Chinese. Say, you know, mm-hmm. but at least in the Western world, I feel like everybody has at least once heard about him in school.
0: Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if there isn't anything touching on it because the Roman Empire just was just rude. Oh, I everybody. mean, they they went <laughs> everywhere. But, but just I, I just I don't I don't know
1: if um, like like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, they no, have their own sort of cultures and myths. And, 100%. And they like, have their own so versions
0: of that type of stuff, too.
1: Western society is so Eurocentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, it might be Eurocentric just to assume that in China they would use the Zeus you that. immediately. I know? would
0: give you that. But I, I, I'd i be curious, just those type of stories. Like, I, in the modern world, how many people would be able to at least not give them weight, and they definitely wouldn't even, like, even respect those stories, but to hear a, a Zeus and be like, that sounds... Like something, but I, I agree with Eastern culture definitely has their entire own set of beliefs, values, uh, historical figures, fables, and stories. Mm-hmm. What's actually more interesting is like, the I would, I similarities I they share. It,
1: I, I wouldn't put it past it to for there to be a really famous god in Eastern Asian culture that we've just never heard of, you know?
0: Potentially. I mean, we've heard of Vishnu, right? And you start talking like <laughs> that type different. of stuff, but, right? It's different though because he's he, more religious he's, versus. He's,
1: Vishnu is a god of a major religion, you know? Yeah,
0: still modern. Actually, that's fair. That's a really good point because it's still a yeah, modern like, and I, I'm talking, I'm religion. Yeah, I'm talking
1: a- ancient history. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, we know about Ra. Well, maybe Ra is that's not very European. Ra is Egyptian. Egyptian yeah, that's ah. African life and culture. It's curious. Yeah, but,
1: but I, I, I would argue that Egypt is different because. Egypt really captured the, the imagination and the fascination of Europeans as well, too, though. Okay, yeah, so,
0: you know, that'd be good. I wish we had an expert on uh, Eastern... Um, that would be good. Someone, mid, yeah. Someone get us, let's it's, go. All right. yeah, I'd love that. So Remember in...
1: originally... Or remember remember the idea I had months ago what? to go to Asia and just ask people on the street about Call of Duty? This can be our next Zombros adventure. You and me, Reed, will go to China... And we'll just ask people on the street, we'll say, have you heard of Zeus? And if they had, now we know. If they haven't, we'll ask them to ask us a similar question. This is this is a genius video read. It is a good idea, but I socially don't like going
0: to countries like I just be having just anxious the whole time, waiting for the police to be like, no, 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 what are you doing? Let me see your passport. No, that's all now. Sudden, all
1: of a sudden, the Chinese government pulls us in a set of room and says, "Why are you asking people weird questions on the street?"
0: Yeah, it's gonna be like, "Cause John thought it'd be a funny video," and they're like, "There's a reason YouTube's
1: not a thing here." Yeah, I mean, this yeah, there's is... a reason we block YouTube.
0: Could you respect our culture, you ignorant Western? Pieces of garbage. Listen, and I'd be like, listen, oh. Reed, we'll send
1: you out there in a fu man shoe. It'll be oh my god. It'll be perfectly kosher. Oh there yes. Be any
0: any cultural issues? As long as I can go with uh, Logan Paul, I think that would definitely make things even better. I, I we're both <laughs> did wearing.
1: You see, did you see PewDiePie's uh, April Fools' video this week? Or, or was oh, I went one? to I I went to a forest in Japan.
0: Oh, I didn't watch it, but I like clicked through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so did I. I yeah. just
1: I love the concept. That was like. He basically, Logan's Paul's vlog recreated it with the exception of him just being in a regular forest. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Let's do Let's recreate that video. But instead of going to the suicide forest, we just ask Chinese people if they've heard of Zeus.
0: (laughs) I... (sighs) I mean, I, I, there's a whole side of me that would be fascinating. How just could this know. go
1: wrong, Reed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so many ways.
1: How could this go wrong? I can't think of one way we'll get in <laughs> any trouble for this.
0: Yeah, especially asking about religious figures, too, in countries that are pretty uh, strict about certain things like that. Is, I'm is, sure.
1: is, is China still officially
0: atheist? I don't know. And now we're getting into rough territory, John.
1: <laughs> That's not rough territory. I'm 90% sure this I'm pretty is sure they a are. positive thing. Yeah. Because I, communist states are traditionally yeah. atheists. And I know China so has like, a... Like I'm pretty sure the, original, the official religion in the Soviet Union was atheism.
0: I, I don't know. I, I actually uh, I, I don't know that.
1: According, according to the Wikipedia article called Irreligion in China, they have a pie chart that says 75% are unaffiliated slash Chinese okay. folk religion, 15% Buddhist, mm-hmm. 2% Christian, mm-hmm. 3% yeah. Muslim, um... Mm. And then 7%, um, a mix of folk sections and Taoist church.
0: That's pretty big given the numbers of like 1.3 billion people. So 3% oh, yes, of 1.3 nine. billion, 1.6 billion is huge. That's, that's significant. Let's Google this real fast. It's China one, population. 1.3 to 1.6. It's somewhere in there.
1: Oh, 1.38 according to Wikipedia. So if we do if we do calculator. India
0: is, I think, right on their tail at 1.2 or or either getting there. I can't remember if that was the projected values or if that's their current values. I'm pretty sure they're over a billion to India, the two most populous populated um, countries in the entirety of the world.
1: Nobody cares about India's billions because they had a billion of them and they still can't beat one Swedish boy.
0: I love it. I love that video. Dude, T-Series video was uh, the congratulations T-Series video. I keep playing that music, man. I can't help it. It's so good. It's a good song. I love it, man. God
1: damn. What's great too is that they made that like three months ago. Did yeah. you watch Boy in a Band's video yep, on it? I did.
0: That guy's so depressing though. Holy God. I mean, he takes depression to a whole nother level. I watched another music video he made with the odd ones out. And man, man.
1: 7% of 3 billion is uh, 96 million. That's Whoa. a lot. Our that, population,
0: America. Now, America for the Americans. That's more people
1: than PewDiePie has subscribers.
0: Sure, but like Americans in the entirety of America, including Hawaii and Alaska, we're about 325 million. So that's one. That would be one third of America being, uh, what was it, Muslim or
1: Muslim? Uh, no, no, that was Taoist.
0: Taoist. Taoist. One third of America being Taoist.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Taoism is really interesting too. Culture. It's all about like letting go of. From what I barely know of it, I only read very. Surface level shit. So anybody, I think, I think we went
1: over for like a week in the seventh grade. Yeah. So you're welcome to but correct me on that. I can't speak on it, <laughs> but
0: it's very like uh, letting go of materialistic stuff, and I really like that concept. It just it's very, it's very so much about finding that stuff that really matters. I'm not sure if it's so much mm-hmm. an inner peace. I think that's a different religion, but at the very least, it's very much like letting go of superficial shit, and that's a pretty cool idea. I like that type of mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Um, All right, let's get back on to zombies. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk Ancient right. Evil speedruns.
0: Well, that's the thing with Ancient Evil. like, I, It's so rooted in history. We're not going to be able to avoid that those conversations too much, which I, I love. It's, it's great. But speedruns, uh, a blast. I love this because it gives a whole new level of intensity and difficulty to uh, Ancient Evil as a whole because people will say, oh, it's an easy map, just like they'll criticize Ascension or Derizondrock as an, an easy map. Excuse me, I apologize. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's a map that, you know, you say, oh, it's so easy, I get to high rounds on it. But then when you take it the step further, there's different layers to it that make it, that prove better zombie players from the other. Derizendrak, just the boss fight alone when the Panzers come in, can you beat the Panzers? Like, that. that's something that beats people that go, oh, this map is so easy, and time and time again, they can't find a way to end up completing the Easter Egg because it's just a difficult step. Even if they do complete it once, well, how fast can you complete it? And then can you get to world record pace? Something that uh, I experienced when I was trying to figure out the speed runs was during my practice sessions, even getting it under an hour is no easy task. It's not something I, me, who's not a great zombie player, I'm good, but I'm not, you know, smart guy level, a starburst level, a, a relaxing definitely. John, you... Okay. Uh, but anyway, we get like... I couldn't get it under an hour in my first couple runs. So One hour, uh, 15 minutes was my fastest run so far on it. And it's, like, encouraging to get it underneath. I can absolutely get it faster. And I know there's RNG mechanics that do really impact whether or not you can get it down. But to get it under an hour, under fifty minutes, and then under 40 minutes, the difficulty is completely, uh, completely what's different. The
1: current, what's the current record? Is it, is it, like, 38, I think?
0: No. Uh, so, smart guy, I have this pulled up. So we'll come over here. Smart guy had a 37.29, and then we, I believe, uh, the MC Zombie Slayer beat him hours later uh, with a 37.15 world record time. So that's what we're looking at right now is that you can be completed solo. That's a solo world record. Multiplayer, I'm even more curious, but it's the, the big crux of the whole Easter egg is Apollo's, Uh, eternal flame that challenge is what slows everything down and you really need that rng to get a uh, the specialist so once you get a specialist weapons you get an epic level stuff so quickly Uh, you need one epic one legendary and that'll give you the eternal flame on solo so 3702 someone beat smart well someone beat then the mc zombie slayer as well there's an o2 somewhere floating around so that's even more interesting uh, I don't have that one up when I was trying to do some research behind the show but if you guys have a link for that any of the moderators feel free to send it but it's it's amazing we go again. to see the excitement of doing these Easter eggs over and over and over again uh to see a community getting together and rallying behind doing speed runs in a way that the we haven't run. seen anything in the past like speedrunning awesome. was a like-
1: yeah, go ahead. Like an arms race this time around. Yeah, It's great. You know.
0: It's like we've been waiting for the next ee e for c day. right?
1: Like, yeah.
0: And now we finally have something that's worthy of an ee for c run. We've lost that love we've had, especially with the fall of the zombierecords.com and all the controversy it had. We lost that sense of community of, like, competition and records and speed runs and high rounds. Because before we get too far away, I also want to comment on high rounds. Um, we try to get Sulky on. His schedule hasn't uh, been great. It doesn't really work well for us. This is the guy that does the uh, hardcore Easter eggs. He's incredible. He's absolutely Yo, talented. But I'm seeing classic content being produced about high round strategies. There's all these camping spots. There's at three or four different camping spots he's already shown on his channel of how you can get to around 100 round runs. Noah Jay even did a 100 round, attempted to do a 100 round run. We haven't seen that since BO3. It's, I've seen it's that exciting. From
1: Seen that, but Jay too, you know.
0: Yeah, and then look, look at this stuff. I, I gotta highlight this and a big shout out. Look at this right here, John. Uh, are you on his channel or do you want me to link it to you? His channel. Okay, I'll link it to you. Um, this is a realistic Easter Egg oh. completion and solo on Ancient Evil. Unbelievable! This the guy is amazing. Is
1: the impressive part. He's
0: amazing. I'm just dumbfounded. Oh, I also like on PC. I can't. I haven't figured out how to turn off the settings. And like I, I just showed the Shaw part sh- sh- uh, spawning in. I get the updates like spawning bot in, bot c- bot connected, it's like Shaw bot in the game. <laughs> so
1: it's oh, it's can't just so that you can do that that the Bruno. The yeah, Bruno. if you do end up. Ah, I didn't even think about that problem in solo. Yep. Just like yeah, uh, and the bot. so 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 does just the like Shaw that, bot just, just spawn in for like a minute? Yeah, and, and then it, it disappears.
0: Out. Yep. Um, which I wonder if there's issues because on PC I lost all my weapons and insta died, which really frustrated me. Uh, me and my friend were running it, two player Easter egg. I went into the fight. He ended up going down while I was in, or not the fight, uh, in the cutscene. And I come out and just nothing works. Elixirs don't work. I have no weapons. I just got destroyed. So I wonder if it's still shaky on PC for the bots or I just got an unfortunate bug. But this is absolutely incredible to see realistic Easter egg completions, especially at a time where people are celebrating the maps in such a positive we need to comment, like, congratulations again to the studio. After meeting with them, it's so exciting to see, like, Craig and Jason and the team hit a home run after the rough start they had. This is absolutely what they needed. And I love the if fact that there's something like D- to celebrate. If only this was DLC 1. Yeah. It would be such a different different uh, atmosphere in the community right now. It was really, really exciting to see all that. Well, I mean, this, make me times. Excite-
1: this ex- makes me excited for what's to come. Mm-hmm. I hope we don't wait too long for the next map, you know. Yes, like give me, give me, give me like give me a new map in like two months, which might be a little too much to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it really depends on what their future release schedule is. Mm-hmm. Three months might be pushing it. Maybe two and a half. Well, June but is what like, we're looking it, at, I believe. June June feels about right to me. Mm-hmm. And I say this not because like I want maps now, like I need them now, but more just like we've got some momentum. Let's really build on it. Yeah, know?
0: this is the best time
1: to to cap and do do everything you can to build on this momentum because, like, give us give us a nice set of maps that we will fall in love with mm-hmm. and play over the summer. You know, like really yep. set yourself for a strong summer. Yes, I I'd love it if they did like a whole summer long event. Mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe to coincide with the release of factions you know yep i mean we have no idea what factions will be like Mm -hmm. but if factions is something that that could be like multiple week events where like factions are competing for something or competing to do something Mm -hmm. um having that run over the course of the summer could be fun like just build on this momentum that's what's needed they've hit a home run but let's let's keep scoring
0: Yes, and I commented about that, I believe, last week and the week before, just, like, we can't have a, a remake come in here and pop the bubble uh, that the Chaos oh, that's what scares me. Yeah. I'm
1: worried we are going to get another remake, and this will, it'll it'll hold the momentum. Like, it's got to be a hell of a remake. Mm-hmm. Like, it, so my my guess is the next map will be, excuse me, my guess is the next map will be Nuketown. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I guess, seems like a lot, I don't know in terms of story, because story, I have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. But just in terms of what we seem to have heard, it feels like Nuketown's what's coming next. And if it is, then they better take what they did with Nuketown Island mm. and blow that up into a zombie's map and add some really killer features. Yeah. like if, think- it, if it just feels like another Nuketown, that's going to be a bust.
0: Yeah, I think the drill, the MPD, there's a lot they can do oh, with it. Oh, there's I'd love the drill.
1: I would lo- I'd love to actually be interacting with the drill.
0: The drill be uh, part of the Easter egg. Samantha showing up. Ultimus, Primus, Victus, crossovers. There's plenty they can do on a Nuketown Island. It's just a matter, do they have the time and resources? Can they deliver in such a big way that answers something that feels so new, like I, we were talking about last week? I love the fact that everything, e- they're hiding it perfectly, the reused assets in Ancient Evil. It feels like a new map. I I just can't get over this excitement for the Chaos Crew. Most people want more of the Chaos Crew. Let's not wait until a season past two or the next game to release more information about this. Keep pushing mm-hmm. the envelope to keep this momentum up and keep people excited about Call of Duty Zombies for the sake of uh, your interest, the game's interest,
1: not just us, the game itself, the company's success. Like, did you hear the Did you hear the rumor that the that if there is another season, it's going to be a two and two again, two either two Chaos
0: yeah that's that sounds about right to me i'm not yeah with
1: I, it, but. oh i heard that and i was like oh i don't want two and two i want just four give me four chaos yeah very much but, so but but if they do good things with ether like you know it all depends yeah. on how we feel after this map because yeah maybe, maybe they, they got to turn around ether up.
0: ether's got to step up they stepped up with chaos so now they really got to step up the bar with ether it's got to be think something if,
1: good if, if they're gonna if they're gonna do a two and two like I think we had all assumed that they would just do two ether maps and then that'd be it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this, um, this next map needs to almost feel like a jump start, you know, mm-hmm. like jump start the final quest, not, yep. um, not conclude the final, with the final quest. You know? Yeah.
0: The next, it should be the next four maps should be all like one movie. Basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like they should feel like one continuous saga. And I think the best way to do that is to have this map open up a couple more doors. Mm hmm. And then and then once those doors are open, use those next three maps to explore them.
0: But not introduce new villains. Like you they, oh, they need to be like Dr. Monty, Shadow Man, here are the stakes, here's the player exactly. agency. Exactly. Like I want I
1: want this map to set up the stakes. Mm-hmm. I want it to set up the goal and also and also set up what the end game is. You yeah. know.
0: Like is is Doctor Monty like kidnapping children? Well, they, they that's that's pretty universal. Oh, he's not a good guy. He's holding yeah. children in a basement. That's not cool. It should be.
1: It should be very clear who the bad guys is. It mm-hmm. should be very clear how we win or what it's going to take to win. Mm-hmm. Not in a way that like spoils. The sure, ender, right. That's not. But just in a way that's like. But like I don't better get than the to, order. Yeah. I don't want to get to the last map and it be like up. Oh, Monty's not the bad guy either. Nor is the Shadow Man. It was Rick Toffin, again. Yeah. You know, you know, like, now's not the time for plot twists. Mm-hmm. You've had enough of them. And you can do your fun plot twists in the Chaos storyline, because Ether is in a place where it needs to be wrapped.
0: hmm I don't think it can be wrapped. It like, can. Well, I, I think the Ether storyline can be wrapped in two maps, but yeah. I very much don't think it, it will be, especially with the season pass and the horizon. It doesn't make sense where they are thematically. I mean... Yeah, I, I I I have my strong opinions about classified. Is just another one of the cases of, uh, I waited five five eight years for my Ultimates story to continue, uh, and I say old my in the sense of as a someone who's a massive enthusiast of the Ultimates crew to get a very underwhelming experience, uh, for them to be like, we'll just wait till next time. It's just like I don't I don't want to wait anymore. I just I really don't want to wait till next time to see how this is gonna play out. I mean, all of Bo2 was horrible when it comes to that storyline. We were all excited about the end of Moon, and then they just—that doesn't exist, doesn't happen. We're focusing on the Transit Crew, hardly acknowledges anything of the past, and then finally, Barry just gave us this little—oh, oh, oh, my God! Where's this been? And then it, it seems to happen over and over again. So Ether has yeah. got a long way to prove, I think, in my eyes, which I never thought to be uh, to be the case. They they made the chaos better by making the Ether worse. Just, just take the ether if, down. I don't know if they
1: made ether worse in the way that um, I don't know if they made it worse. Maybe by making like, I don't know if I disagree with that statement that ether is worse, but it definitely that's feels that's like fine. Ether. ether is second rate now to chaos because chaos is more interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel like as much as I've loved, um. Ultimus over the years, and like what they represent and what they could be, it's the like I've talked about, the fun and the logic is these idiots, these people that are pieces of garbage figuring out to become good people. It's it's like redemption arcs, it's like becoming enlightened, and trying to figure out, oh shit, we got to do something good for people. Um, it, it's it's a shame to see the treatment they get, and then where I say it, it's not, I feel like it takes away is just seeing like apothicons uh, Cthulhu lore entered into the game having just some of the most front like premise constantly doing what they're doing' often for how many maps do we have to hear a lot about the blood how many maps do we have to hear about like oh I can't tell you do you know how refreshing it is to hear the chaos story as like they're like what's this about and then immediately someone they like they're they're answering the questions and they're observing yeah. their surroundings. I, I talk about this in my uh my video I'm gonna make tomorrow, but one of the reasons I love the Easter egg is you get an ominous hint from the Sentinel artifact, right? Okay, well it's a pretty it's a good hint. It's a really good hint. Scepter and sundial just appeared on screen, right? That's something you can be like, oh, scepter and sundial, raw. There's that weird thing that could look like a sundial on screen. Let's go investigate that. As you investigate things and change the world around you. The characters observe the changes in the world around you and comment about them. When you do the stare them in the dead of their eyes or whatever the name of the step is, there's voices that start talking around you when you're in the Spartan Monument area. And every character will comment about what's going on. When you're doing Scepter and Sundial, uh, it's even before the step, the characters will go to buy a perk and go, hey, what happened to Ra's onk and Scepter? What's going on? This is stuff that makes us not only connect with these characters like we did in shangri-la and call of the dead where we're hearing conversations they're real people it, it makes this bond between player and character so much better because they're observing the world around them and then they're helping you get a little farther in the easter egg and then once you saw that step you have oracle either encouraging the next step flushing out the lore of the map building up her relationship with you or the relationship of the bad guy to start bringing up more stakes, and then that's further complemented by the gameplay, and then it, it restarts again this cycle of char- like a nice hint, characters observe the changes around them, they impact the world, Oracle adds more to it, and it just does this over and over again to make both the players and the characters in the game involved. When we have Revelations, for example, why do they know to shoot the graves? Why don't they talk about that? Why does a film reel come out of a Margo after you throw... Arnie spawns this is again the because example. Does everybody knows tomorrow.
1: that Marquas eat film reels? Read. This is I, yeah. common lore.
0: Why does the film reel in a Mars Agua shot cause Sophia to come in interdimensionally? I mean, the, what makes the most sense is her powering a teleporter to teleport you into the house. Why can't you just walk up to the house? Like, what what happens is that we lose our suspension suspension of disbelief inside Revelations because it doesn't make sense to our characters. Like, we're already suspending so much. It's ridiculous the game we're playing, but when you can, what Ancient Evil gets so right to me is just like a Derision where this is a contained story. There is this Medusa versus Perseus story going on, just like there's this Groth versus a Richtofen story going on, just like Brock and Gary going on inside Shangri-La. The narrative complements the gameplay, which complements the lore, which complements the fun of the map, and it, it all just clicks really well in Ancient Evil. And it's easier said than done to make. It really is. But that's very much what I got to take out of this map as it's it's well-rounded. It's well thought out. And I love the fact that our characters are participating in this, that are observing this world, are having mm-hmm. conver- meaningful conversations, not, oh, Rick Richtofen's hiding stuff from us again. Why don't you tune in next week? And that's why Ether became bad to me, to pr- come back to my point originally of why I personally don't like it anymore, is it's a lot of uh, serialized Sci fi content that says sci fi fantasy content, come back and maybe we'll tell you the answer because we don't know where we want to go yet.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, I get that. I see where you're coming from.
0: But yeah, but some people, that doesn't matter. Just like my father, Mm -hmm. he can watch spoilers. He'll even forget he watched spoilers and sit down and enjoy something. This is just the type of person I am and how I consume uh, zombies and entertainment. Just just Mm -hmm. putting that out there.
1: I find this map's comparison to uh, DE interesting. Mm hmm. This is something that I think has been a big point of conversation. I yeah, like that's why my title was that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know it's the title of the show, and I think I've seen like now like ten videos or so making the same analogy, mm-hmm. and I have a hard time really getting on board with it.
0: Yeah, that's why I um, named it these things. I I think there's a fair uh, like, comparison like, for Gorod instead of Duriz but also the, Gorod's the Easter egg is structured completely different.
1: I, I think it's a I think it's a it's it's almost a meaningless debate in mm-hmm. a way sure because something about them just feels different like i don't play i don't play ancient evil and field de at all um something about like even just the the layout and the structure of the map feels different Mm -hmm. um and i i feel like the only thing they have in common besides maybe like four upgradable wonder weapons you know is the fact that they're just good maps and maybe that just says something like we're so starved for good maps that like mm-hmm. we'll immediately jump onto the first thing. Yeah. But I almost feel like they're 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 uncomparable. I don't know. Do you ever feel that way?
0: I think it's what I I I'm getting out of it is like, yeah, you wouldn't want to go like location to location, bow to bow. Like you could say four elemental weapons and like you start going that way. I think it's more the sentiment that the, the big mm-hmm. hit of Black Ops three is yeah, almost was... undeniably derized and Drop. So people are trying to say, yeah. is this the undeniable hit map I mean, of I, the old? I worry
1: that's I worry that's unfair to Ancient Evil.
0: Sure, why is that? You
1: know, because I don't want Ancient Evil to 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 loom in this. Sh- because I think the way this debate inevitably goes is that that is that DE comes out the winner.
0: Sure, sure.
1: I don't think Ancient Evil really wins this debate, and even wins it in an objective debate either, because because I don't think people can be objective about it. Hmm. Like I think people are just going to hold DE to a higher level, just sure. one because of nostalgia. Yeah. So it's it's like you're hindering the potential of the map by comparing it to this high standard.
0: Maybe. I, I haven't felt many people, like, though I do see in chat occasionally people being like, no, and, you know, having their opinions about it, whenever that compares comes That's it, up. like,
1: I... I... I'd rather live in its own space than live in a circle called de clones right you
0: know? right so that's what I think why you can make the comparison without losing them
1: yeah I don't want every map from here on out the debate being is this the next de mm-hmm. you know like why does every good map have to have to be compared to de why can't a good map just be a good map
0: see that's why I'm hoping it's just the excitement because I haven't had people I haven't seen people tearing down Ancient Evil because it's not DE. I've seen a lot of celebration, like, oh, it's a good map like DE. Um, And just like this... Again, Crimstar DE's too easy. It's like, well, to a point. How do you play it? What are your s- standards? And that's what I was trying to say earlier. We have high round guys coming up. People will go finally going up to high rounds because they want to. People can make this more difficult, whether it be playing on realistic or trying to get super fast speed run modes. But it's enjoyable. And then, how far do you want to go with the gauntlets we talked about? There's three different upgrades for gauntlets in this game, or two upgrades and one way to get a gauntlet. But you can make the argument that taking the uh, hands itself, the gauntlet hands. I can't believe I forgot the name of it, but and doing the first initial challenge is uh is an upgrade. It's I, it's such a tiered map. I think there's so much depth to Ancient Evil, it makes it standalone in Black Ops 4. it's still too early to tell for me to test the time. Like that's what I was trying to get with this title a lot was can this stand the test of time? We've talked about this in the past. Can D can it stand a DE test of time? Can it stand a Dereese test of time? A Nocturne totem. Like how does this hold up? <laughs> Because we loved the maps on launch, but then it didn't age well. I find myself constantly logging in to do the daily challenge, and I do them both in Zombies now. I don't even touch Blackout anymore. I'm playing Ancient Evil. I'm doing my speed runs. I'm worried about Burnout, though. But it's just like I I wasn't doing this at all with the previous maps. And I'm very hopeful that this is something that will hold up over time to be one of the best, if not the best, map released on Black Ops 4. I,
1: I, definitely, I definitely say hang on to it while you have it, you mm-hmm. know? Like I wouldn't worry too much about burnout, right? Just because, like, you know, like grab the lightning in a bottle while it's hot, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's... I just mixed. I think I just mixed two incompatible. You did, but we right we there, knew
0: but... we knew what you were doing. Ace for the donation. Hi, hope it all keeps going good for you. Iron keep it up. Hot,
1: something like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're right. Well, thank you so much for the donation, Ace. I gotta shout that one. That's a big one, a twenty five dollar dono. You're a man, Ace. You're a man. He's Ooh. always a long term supporter of the show, and you help keep these videos alive. So kind, always oh, so generous. Thank you, dude.
1: Shout out to Mattia Hugh mm-hmm. for donating. He said, Love you. have Been watching the stream for months, wanted to give something back. Uh, Mr. Drown said, Congrats on Dad, all your past, present, future. Let's keep the Zombros controversies coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have a good day, John, and hope the next month and the next month off from finals and group projects. So yeah, I, I,
0: dude, I hope that
1: goes easy for you. That's and always Kelvin Frye but... donated as well. So thanks. Awesome. Uh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping this this year for finals to get a two-week job. I want to start studying two weeks before finals. That would be good, uh, man. One of the nice things about time tracking is that I know exactly how much time I put into all my exams. Mm-hmm. By the way, I had like three exams in a 24-hour period. Killed all of them. Yeah, congrats. So, uh, That's great. You want to hear the fun of computer science? I got a 67 on one exam. Yeah. The average was a 42. Yep. Yep. And I'm like. Well above the curve. Woo! Um, I got a I, I got a, uh, got a 90 on one of my exams. So that, was a, that was a miracle. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, but no, I know exactly how much time I put into studying and what that resulted in into grades. Yep. So then all you got to do is, you know, I'm like, okay, so if I studied for this exam for eight hours, that got me a 90. Well, if I do one hour a day over the course of a week, it's like the same thing. Yep. And then maybe just do three. Rather than cram for six hours, like we're leading up to the final, I need to cram for two. That's excellent
0: so, discipline, John. I applaud I'm, hoping,
1: this. I'm Well, I'm hoping I have the discipline to do so. But now I, I have the data to back up that this should work. Now I just have to implement the plan. Wonderful. But, uh, shout out the time tracking.
0: Fantastic. And just to circle back to our conversation, I'll transition back in. Uh, I think that's Chartreuse Owl. When I hear the when I hear comparison, I thought people meant AE is an early DLC that really pops in the community. But there are a large amount of differences, and that's on purpose. Different story slash game, and that's okay. I agree with that sentiment. I really think that's what people are really celebrating with this map, is that it is a really good early DLC that has its own identity. It is really fun, and people finally have something to be happy about in this community. I'm happy to see social media, just happy uh, to be playing a zombie map for once instead of having a lot of issues and a lot of concerns.
1: Instead of being full of hatred and
0: rage. You know what else? So this kind of the Bioware topic I I want to touch on a little bit now since you brought that up. I was watching uh, Skill Up. He's one of the best reviewers I've come across. Him, Angry Joe, is hit or miss with me with stuff, but he is a massive video game reviewer. There's a whole bunch of them out there. And Skill Up Mm. made a review really coming hard on Anthem, and he was... Really going analytically and logically to the points of what his issues were with the map. And he was called out by, you know, EA. They have a program uh, and other other influencers, commenters. They said he was toxic. He was trying to get uh, clicks, uh, ganging, what is it, hate videos get clicks, controversial videos get clicks, negative media gets clicks. So that's why he was saying these things. So this stuff mm. was being used against him in this context on his review and he was justified in his points he made follow-ups and so on but all of his points even come out later that were indefensible even fandoms of anthem couldn't defend after this expose by in kotaku i gotta read the guy's name because uh jason Sh- uh, is it Stryer? schreier i apologize again i am horrific with names i apologize if i do that i'll link the article again this guy's made waves in the gaming industry it's a really really big deal Uh, The article he's come across, or the investigative reporting he did about what went wrong in Anthem, it is a long one. This is a a very long piece. It takes you quite a while to read through it all. But it discusses bombshells about, like, for instance, as uh, I did hear Angry Joe put it, the game we saw at E3 2017 was a game that the developers were seeing for the first time because there was no vision. There was a lot of mismanagement. There was people having nervous breakdowns, constantly crying. There was over 40 reports of people leaving because of stress and never coming back to work because of how bad the development cycle was. EA wasn't even the bad guy in this. I feel like this is something that I feel very strongly about. I've brought it up on this show quite often is about development time. They had seven years to make a game, and they couldn't nail down a vision and make the game. And they kept talking about this Bioware magic, where I definitely heard this in the industry before where it's like, oh, well, they're this this company, and they just have a way of... It just gets released, and it always works out. I and, mean,
1: that's that's like what we said with Treyarch.
0: Yep, there's a lot of that, and that's why I wanted to bring this up, because I hear this a lot in the industry. We've talked about how awful the gaming industry is. It's going to be fascinating to see if conditions ever improve and stuff. Like, you know, a game gets released, and then almost everybody gets laid off. Our poor friend of the show, Cameron Dayton, moves from Sledgehammer Games to Bioware, and then an article like this hits... Confirmed by I think it was 19 to 20 ex-employees, all confirming what was on here, the stories
1: and the, even right, current employees. Let's, also, let's, let's mention though that Cameron doesn't come up in this article. No, 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 no,
0: yeah, don't don't confirm that. And I'm pretty sure he's yeah. having a fine time, but, but I feel this is, bad. This isn't a hit. This isn't no. a hit
1: piece, Cameron. No, and uh, either, and this
0: isn't a hit piece either though on
1: Bioware at all. The uh, thing, it's not, but it's it's it, it's a little bit. Or no, I felt that.
0: No, I really yeah. don't. The way they they go into the reporting about it because even the, there was an email sent maybe out hip, internally.
1: Maybe hit piece isn't the right word. Yes. But oh man, does it not reflect well on them? I was yes. company when they have people leaving. That's why I'm like, when I'm reading this, people are leaving for mental breakdowns and not mm-hmm. coming back. It's not a hit piece, I guess, but yeah, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. it's it's very very bad i mean this could this confirm exactly why i don't want to get into games a mm-hmm. lot of people when they find out that i'm studying computer science and that they know that i run a gaming youtube channel mm-hmm. they just always assume that i want to get into games like make games and and they're always very surprised when i tell them i don't want to get into games and then i have to explain to them that the industry is just brutal
0: mm-hmm. it's completely unforgiving my pressure I um, mean,
1: you gotta you gotta love it and be passionate if you're gonna do it because it it can be draining.
0: Yes, um,
1: I, I'll say just especially in instances like this where you do put in the work and it doesn't pay off.
0: Absolutely, seven years of content, people coming and going, trying to figure this out. And I, something I want to point out though too is it's not like this is some made up nonsense on the internet again. Uh, this is. Even internally, an email was sent out from the people inside BioWare acknowledging this article and the problems, like the problems they need to fix. They're acknowledging there's a problem inside BioWare now, and now we're taking two steps to fix that, which is nice to hear, but also worrisome in the sense it's just like, geez, it takes something like this for people to realize this isn't good working conditions. This isn't how you should be trying to make a video game. And this is, like we said, common practice. This is just how the video game industry works. It is... Really, really interesting to see how it's developed. Uh, Anthem itself has been something that has been loved and hated. People have defended this to the T's. We've seen our peers try and play Anthem. Milo was a big proponent of that. You've had positive and negative reviews, people slamming the game. Um, and you get into details about how there was development choices trying to purposely have like time gates and force players to wait to not get things done. You have instances that the game was made in like eight months after having seven years of development, it was in pre-production for five years. People would go to meetings and they would not make a decision and people would leave the meetings without a decision being held. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to see games, this industry, have something like this happen, especially in a timeline so long. I look at Treyarch Studios with their three-year tur- turnaround and all I wish is they had, you know, a Square Enix timeline like they do with Kingdom Hearts, where we're going to, or a Naughty Dog, when they say, when it's right, we'll release it. When the game is what we want. And then you see something like this, where they get seven years. And I mean, and EA came at six years. In 2017, they go, All right, what do you got? We want to see something. I can't fault EA. How bad well, I... is it when EA isn't the villain of the story when they go, We're paying you all this money for six, seven years. So what's the game looking like? And they go, Here it is. And they go, No. Uh, I think, no try again.
1: <laughs> I think though I, I think there's a law of diminishing return. Yes. Effect going on when yes. you develop a game for seven, eight years. Yes. Like Newcom effect. Yeah. It, like when you make a game and you have a year to make it mm-hmm. and then instead of a year you're given two years that extra year is going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Even three years. Four years. Once you start getting four, five years I think that actually might start to hurt development. Too much time. You don't want
0: development hell. I, I I think five years is a sweet spot, depending on the narrative uh, I'm not journey. Even,
1: I'm not talking even about narrative. I'm not even talking about um development hell. I'm just talking about from an organizational oh perspective. sure.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Yes, like
1: like being being an organized team over the course of five years. Won't having to deal with potential turnover, mm-hmm. change in industry because you can start your game in 20 mm-hmm. 2012. You know, and the game, the landscape of gaming in 2012 is much different than the landscape now of gaming. Yeah. 2012, Call of Duty was the biggest shooter in the world. Yeah. Now it's like the third or fourth biggest shooter in the world. Maybe even the fifth biggest shooter in the world.
0: Maybe. And, that, yeah. and,
1: and, and, 20, and in 2012, yeah. like, season passes weren't really a thing. Mm-hmm. Or not season passes, but like, you know, in the way they have them now where, where they're. Games as a like, service. I, is that what you're getting yeah, at? Yeah, game, yeah. Like, games games as, as a service is a, service is a new thing. thing.
0: Yep. I mean, yeah. think about even tonally. You set out it, to make a, a game in 2012 that was a uh, Wolfenstein oh, type yeah. of art product. Like the world, the
1: world changes around you. Yeah, and, and so I, I think by by doing so, by doing a five year thing, and just also depending on the size of your company too. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you're a big bloated company, sometimes like maybe Activision, because mm-hmm. Activision sometimes I think is a little too forty to five thousand
0: for to employees uh, is Activision
1: total. Activision I mean, I mean, that's massive, but you know, like. Like like to manage, like a like a smaller team is able to be a little bit more flexible and also a little Mm -hmm. bit more focused in Mm -hmm. a way that a massive corporation like Activision isn't. Where Activision is working on thirty different projects at a time, you know. Yeah, and they're trying to. And then Mm -hmm. and then they have to manage thirty different studios, and the studios, sure, they're working on one project, but like in the case of Call of Duty, Call Mm -hmm. of Duty has three games going on at once. They have a schedule. They have deadlines. Mm And they also need to make sure that they coincide and fit well with their other projects. you mm-hmm. know. Absolutely.
0: And like, their message. Is, you
1: got to stay on so brand. Much, you got it. There's so much. There is so much overhead and so much that goes into making a game like Call of Duty that being so big in a way makes it difficult.
0: Yeah. Well, you go look at an epic. You look at uh, Fortnite and uh, Apex Legends and they can be like, yeah, let's get Thanos in the game. Yeah, everyone in the studio goes. Yeah, let's do that. Let's try and get that deal done. Let's. let's just, yeah, like that's, that's I, the whole I, direction today.
1: I think the odds of Call of Duty being able to put Thanos or yeah, Thanos into Black Ops Four, I think, would be a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Whereas something somebody smaller like Epic Games is more flexible, mm-hmm. and they can they can hammer that out relatively quickly.
0: I mean, think about what I brought up earlier: Snow is sacrifice. It's a a twenty. Person studio running on unreal engine four that tackles psychosis and mental health disorders. Call of Duty would never touch that shit. Never. But because they can have like a dedicated vision and a direction, I, I, I think it's something that you don't have to worry about what the brand is and where we are. And cause now we're in this like art form is call of duty trying to be game of the year. Is it ever trying to make a message? Is it ever? And by the way, like act man, I really like his statement of just like keep politics out of my games like I'm tired of everybody taking a game and trying to politicize it. Like it's just the game. I just want to play my game. Like that something I never, like that.
1: Ha- that never happens in Call of Duty. Oh, no, definitely. Modern Warfare
0: 2, definitely not. Let's just go through every one. Let's just every single year. Remember the Eiffel Tower and Modern Warfare 3? Oh boy. That's used to how they get their notoriety. I swear to God, was their negative press about like that one one map and you'd have some completely out of touch 50-year-old you know, aging individual sitting there on the show being like, look at this, kids can pretend to be terrorists, completely taking out of context the entirety of the game and the point of it. I I think I talked about it, how it was actually, yeah, I did, I already talked about it. But I just, that stuff blows my mind, uh, like how important critical thinking is and reading comprehension and like understanding the art form itself of like gaming industry. And it's such a weird balance of business and art that constantly goes back and forth for Call of Duty. What does it want to be? I I think we're in the era of identity crisis for Call of Duty and a lot of these major publishers. I mean, Mass Effect, Bioware could do no wrong, and then Andromeda and Anthem happen. And it's not hard to see why, where you see a game like God of War comes out. I haven't even played it yet. One game of the year, and everyone just keeps saying, it happened because of the leader at the top. His vision was what kept everybody together. It wasn't just him hundreds of people working together it made that game one of the greatest games ever created of all time and i i haven't even played it and i feel comfortable mm-hmm. even agreeing with that sentiment that it's one of the greatest games ever created and it's because there was a vision there was a goal there was a healthy work environment to get something done by a, a cooperation of a collaboration of 400 500 people whatever the size of the studio was it looked large in the behind the scenes videos i saw of it mm
1: mm-hmm. Should we get into uh patron yeah. topics? Yeah, we should. Patron right. topics this week. I saw you went ahead. I did because My you were you, Yeah, you were. You know, you had stuff was, to do. You're a busy kid. You're a busy kid. I was, I was a slow starter this morning. Not gonna lie.
0: Oh, we have um, to thank uh Brian tuning Kevin Sherwood. Hit their mark. They posted it on Kevin Sherwood's channel. Hit their mark. I gotta. I gotta get that up. Wait, in a second. Wait a minute. And there's also a developer update. And I love seeing. Craig King well on there. He was far more charismatic than some of the individuals we've seen on uh, the the developer update, so I loved hearing Craig talk about his game. So that was really, really refreshing. It didn't seem too much like robotic teleprompter stuff, so big kudos there. And then I want to do Kevin Shearwood and uh, go to his channel because that was something I requested on Twitter and it wasn't just me. There was other people requesting this, but they got Ancient Evil's uh Play of Mystery. And there's a fun story behind this I wanted to highlight as well. Cause as you know, I'm a really, really big when it comes to audio. I absolutely adore the uh audio uh, in video games and movies and entertainment and in cinema because it really does something special, uh adding to the atmosphere and adding to your bond with it. Like I I most of my music I love is because of video game soundtrack and movie soundtracks. But Mark of Mastery, um Actually, Mark of Mastery, I'm thinking of hearts. Um, hit your mark, Play of Mystery. There's a little story here by Brian Tooney, and uh, here it, I wanted to read that out loud just so more people got to know about it. Uh, play of Mastery is a rewrite of a piece of music I wrote in 1998, that's Brian Tooney, uh, when I was learning how to compose and mix music. How it ended up in Ancient Evil is an interesting, and I have no idea how to say that. Serpendipity? Oh, uh, Serpent Ser- Serp- Serpendip-
1: Serpendipity.
0: Serpendipity, well, it's tust. T- 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 T-O-U-S at the end of its story. Serpent I don't know. I don't know. They have an excellent vocabulary, and I don't because I'm a trash youtuber. A few weeks ago, we shipped Ancient Evil. I was cleaning my office and stumbled on an old CD under some boxes. It it, It turned out it had a bunch of music that I wrote in the late 90s. I listened to it and felt some nostalgia, but ultimately, I put the CD away and finished cleaning. Not too long after that, at... King's Clark dropped by my office and said he needed some medieval-sounding music for the play. It was so weird that I'd written something like that and just had listened to it the other day. So we put it in the game to make sure the vibe was right, and I spent the next day recreating the song using modern instruments and techniques. The result is Play of Mastery, signed by Brian Tooney. Just, I love it. That's good. That's the stuff you want to hear about in the gaming industry. It's like, oh, I wrote this thing, and then it worked out all these years later, and people like the song. Serendipitous, serpent. I can't get the name right.
1: That's a hard word. To I say. know. I'm
0: terrible. Try that is. It is.
1: A, it is a, that is a nice story. That's always. I love that.
0: Know. That's great. So thank you guys for sharing the story and posting that. That's stuff you get behind in a community. That's the stuff we like to hear. I Whoa. want
1: more of that. Do that more.
0: Tons, please. Just like uh, stuff that show happened. The, yeah, show, show that the, stuff.
1: Show the more human side of Treyarch. Hundred percent. You're not just a faceless AAA studio. You know, pumping 100%. out another call of duty use those developer
0: updates instead of a teleprompter just be like this week we're talking to the artists and you get to hear some of the nerdy artists be like oh man i i really loved designing this area and then also you know you see oh they got resident evil 2 here and all these other games and you see they're just like us and they love all these games and they're working on the game studio i want to see that
1: i firmly believe in showing the passion of the creators and -hmm. i think that'll go a long way for this game
0: absolutely for Especially more, for more winning us, but a lot of the community back
1: for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Ser, sir, I got it. Someone did it phonetically. I love you. Ser in dip id us. Serendipitous. That still,
1: sounds, that still sounds hard to say. It is definitely That's hard so to
0: say, down. but I like it. That is that is good. Thank you for the phonetic. Oh, everyone's mm-hmm. going on it now. Okay, so it's Patreon patron topic. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I hit on those topics. That was so one of the one unknown
1: players said, Whoa, read asking this must be some kind of mistake. That's how I felt when I saw it. I don't need yeah, this. this is a mistake. Uh, vegan lizard king, what gameplay features from ancient evil do you want Treyarch to incorporate into the next aether map? Um, 100
0: a challenges, a, a logic and lore. Well, challenges is one thing, like challenges themselves. Like, the I don't know if we now that they did, they they took nine nine challenges just like, it's, it's just and like be on every them.
1: Map.
0: Now, see, then that worries it because now it just becomes pack-a-punch again. And we're bored. Like, it's just something All else right, we do, fine. right? Like, they took Ancient Evil and they made it better. Or, oh, fuck. They made nine. My, nine challenge system. And they said, we can make this better. And they made it much better. Now, if this comes in every single map, it becomes an expectation, just like boss fights, and then, oh, that boss fight wasn't really good. Oh, that's underwhelming. Oh, it's the same challenges. Now we're sitting here telling them every map they got to come up with five new challenges. And then, then we get into the gauntlet issues. And, I mean, they're already coming up with 30 challenges for a map. Now we got to do on top of that for these. It's a good feature, and it's something I do want to see. It, it's a good feature. I really when's love what they did.
1: When's the Ancient Evil gauntlet going to drop? That's got to be yeah. soon Yeah, it should. I don't know.
0: Ancient Hopefully. Evil. We still need... Uh, or do we have them all? We do have no, them all. I think we do have we them, all. Have them yeah. all. So, Ancient yeah. Evil, Dead of the Night. We don't have Dead yeah. of the Night. Ah, oh, yeah. We, need that one. We, first. We,
1: have, we have all the originals, not Dead of the Night yep. and Ancient so, Evil. So, right, next one. Uh, This one comes from Big Zesty. He says, What's your favorite theory about where this storyline will go? We'll read Get Atlantis. So, so I th- I feel like I feel like the Ale- Library of Alexandria. Yeah, definitely. I, I, is the clear, the clear choice for the next map. Do or do we have any other theories?
0: Um, that's the strongest one, and I believe they've made connections that that'll take place in an Egyptian. We'll finally be getting a pyramid type map, and we're going to be over there because of the connection to the Library of Alexandria. That
1: would, that would be great. I um, love in terms it. of like, in <laughs> terms of actual character theories. Um, a big question now is what is Scarlet's origin?
0: Yeah. You it's know. great. I love it. Where does she demigod or something? She, is,
1: she a, is she the daughter of a god? Is she Is she just normal? Maybe?
0: I don't think so. I mean she's Probably not. From the quotes that we've gotten in game and even like the weird Diego. No, well, I, I, that I, agree that she, I agree that
1: she's it not normal. So much. What I what I mean What I mean is like are we are are we potentially overthinking it a little? You know?
0: Well, there's a quote from Scarlet saying that like her dad doesn't know if the gods basically dropped her off out of nowhere and whether she's an angel, a demon, I've talked about this before. I got to get the quote again and send it to you. Um, But Mm. to me, that's like Scarlet showed up as this miracle baby on Alistair Rhodes, who's this like scholar of, of history and all this type of stuff. And clearly this dude trying to save humanity. It's your main character type of role. It's definitely something like you drop. uh, Oh man, there's definitely movies that have done this in the past, but you drop it right on the doorstep. Just like, Oh, I'll raise it like my own child. But, they're meant for greater and bigger things and they don't even know. And then the, the parent themselves are like, you're not my, you're actually someone it's else. Like, it's actually, like, it's actually, it's actually Hercules. Like Hercules. It's exactly Hercules. It's, it's exactly Hercules. Hercules. All right. I was trying to find uh, other it's, it's examples, not you. Greek, but exactly Hercules actually.
1: Um, tribute three forty seven says, read, if you were to get a second dog, what type of dog would you get?
0: I, right, want, I don't
1: think you're, I don't think you're up for the challenge of a second dog.
0: I don't think I'll ever get oh, a okay, puppy no. again. Then again, like I'm, I'm, I go through these ebbs and flows where I'm like, I'll never get a dog again. And then I'm just like, I love this thing more than life. Like I was just reading uh, a stupid post on imager before I got started getting rid of all my social media a couple days ago. And it was, I'm in like, I'm in a sandwich shop and I'm almost in tears as they're reading. Like, don't ever leave your dog when you have to put them down because all they do is look for you as, as I'm here. And now it's my job to be in their last moments in life. What to be getting them into the next world. I'm just sitting there being like, I I can't handle this. Like I could like I, I 100% will be there with my dog till the day she dies. And then I have other thoughts where I'm like, what if I just open the door and let her go? What if she just runs away and never comes back? I'd be That's free of her. Bad. Yeah. Well, it's a ebb and flow. All right. Sometimes I'm tired. I, I at six in the morning when she wakes me up. I'm like, you know, maybe you don't come back. And then other times I'm like, oh, I love you so I can't. I mean, it is what it is. But another dog would be something I hope that would be fun to play with with her. That would chill her out. Um, my favorite dog of all time is a German Shepherd, but I have allergies. I grew into him around 19 years old because, you know, screw me, man. And I really want a German Shepherd, but I can't do well with shedding dogs. So I have to go with dogs that hardly shed, and that's super frustrating.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Dr. Monty says, where is the Google form for international people? Uh, that's coming out in the next day or two. Yep, that's good there. will be an announcement on the uh
0: What's, wait, wait, what's, is it a corgi? That's the other dog I was looking into. That's apparently a good friend of the Welsh Terrier. Uh, do you, do you, is it, it's like the, everyone loves corgis, right? They're short little things. They're like the internet's love, yeah. love child. Okay. Mm-hmm. That one, too. Sorry. Keep going.
1: Corgis are cute. Um, yeah. I just lost my place as I went to go Google corgi. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Al, someone asked, what if, bo- Al, yeah, go
0: hold on, then go ahead. Sorry, go I was going to buy time for you. That's all I was doing.
1: Yeah, sea uh, ball twenty says, "What's your favorite summer slash spring activity?"
0: Um, summer, I I love running outside a lot, so that's good news. Um, I hate running outside. Kayaking, biking, I do all that. Um, wiffle ball, baseball. I will. I you know how sad it is now that I'm older and I'm like YouTube sucks so much that like I I don't know if I really could be a part of a league like a rec league for baseball. I was thinking about like, can I get a pitching machine and like a portable uh. Uh, generator so I could bring a pitching machine, have it self-feed so I can get batting practice with myself because I have no one to, to throw BP at me anymore. Like, going to a batting cage sucks. I like going on the field and seeing where it's actually going. And I want somebody to throw it in anywhere from, like, 70 to 80 miles per hour because I'm not strong enough to hit it 340, mm-hmm. but when there's enough speed, that supplies the power, and then I can hit balls, like, 340 out of the ballpark. So that's that's – Spring is something where I even I'll just sit on my outside and I'll just sit there being like, "Oh my god, I love being outside." It's something I'm just, a, just I'm lost. just a
1: big fan of when you get like the first warm day of the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like when it's like it's like March and suddenly it's 50, 60 degrees and you're yep. like, "Yeah, I'm just going to hang out outside." Oh, like I sit on the it. sit on the deck. Love it. Just chill. Get some music, to drink beer, too. It's a good time.
0: Oh, and someone said Bichon Frise. I've had two Bichons. That's what been my family dogs. I'm done with those white little shits done
1: Richard with them retro sheep 08 says update on when the patron call will be yes there will be yeah. one this week um and then there will be another one towards the latter end of the month probably before i jump into finals week so yeah we gotta talk about the timing
0: on that because friday through sunday are awful for me this week
1: all uh, right well it's going to come though um, yes you guys are going to get all the patreon rewards this month and mm-hmm. some because we fell behind last month unfortunately thanks thanks to Uh, (laughs) train let's be real blame treyer we we were gone for a week now they're fine but um uh greer says what either easter egg map do you think comes closest to ancient evil standard of easter egg steps that actually makes sense so i guess i guess what he's saying is which easter egg map has the most clear and standard steps
0: uh shangri-la I would say, because even like you say, what about a stick of dynamite? The character's like, well, I dropped my stick of dynamite. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of logic to a lot of Shangri-La, though. And a lot, of it, a lot of it
1: came from the interactions between Brock and Gary.
0: Yeah, like, even spike moors. Like, why do you need the spike moors? It's like, well, we need to plug up the holes because they're drowning in there. Like, there, there was always some underlying logic to it. And that's probably why I liked it a lot more. Shangri-La grew with me on time. I hated it on release. But um, the logic of the map is brilliant. And we don't see enough of that. Like, I had my little talk about Revelations earlier. Revelations is the beautiful example of what not to do with Easter egg logic. It just sucks. It's not... It's just complete disconnect, and then you get players going like, was that fun? Like, the boss fight is the best part. I love fighting the Shadow Man. The two sequences where you're fighting uh, inside the boss arena are by far the best stuff, and that's the new stuff. It's not recycled material. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not getting uh, a horse, uh, JC. I'm not getting a horse. I don't know... No. <laughs>
1: You need a horse. For you.
0: I can't put a horse anywhere.
1: You need a you need a horse to Actually, go down the old country road.
0: My my aunt used, they used to race horses. They have a whole barn full of stalls. They used to own tons of horses and stuff like that. That is something my family is super done with.
1: <laughs> okay, I think we have one more. All right. Um, this one comes from Dabo. He says, "Do you think Black Ops Four is finally getting the content it deserves?" I don't think it's getting the content it deserves, but I feel good about the content that's coming.
0: It's good, and I also don't like the entitlement a little bit there too. It's almost like a, a leading question that we were entitled to better content. Yeah, we got a broken game. Yes, we're not going to excuse AAA companies from shipping broken games. We can't shy away from that. But there's also a balance we got to have where you know this isn't worth ruining people's lives over. It's a game. There's there's an entire team at Treyarch Studios that you hate what they just wasted three four years. In their mind, potentially wasted three or four years working on blood, sweat and tears, things that, you know, every day they're putting in hours and hours of work and it sucks. It's just like anything you do a video. All of us. That's such a human universal experience to be like you put all this work into something and it just sucks and it just doesn't work out and everyone's dogging on you. That's not great. But we can still acknowledge like, hey, it's a learning point. Move forward. B.O. four. I, I We all had high expectations. We all had high hopes for it. I I really wished it could be a lot more than it was, but I think I'm at this point now where it's just accepting it as it is, and it's a lot more fun. Because mm-hmm. we're now getting good content. If you keep saying, like, well, we should have got this on launch. It's like, but we didn't. So what is that going to change except make you mad and not enjoy the game? Like, now we're getting good stuff, so let's just have fun with it. what we got.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to wrap things up for uh, patrons. But okay. I did also get one uh, last donation from True. Thunder Monkey. So Thunder apparently, Monkey. I have one free super chat donation. Woo! So I guess he donated with. The- do people get free super chat donations? Or- I didn't
0: know if that's a thing, but if that's a thing, do it!
1: Do it! I, I support free super chat donations. Yeah,
0: got to compete with that Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime stuff. I'm surprised YouTube mm-hmm. hasn't had an answer for that. Twitch Prime is amazing. Uh, and also, congrats on JC being ph- phenomenal in uh, his uh, Twitch streams. I'm really proud of him and all that. I love seeing our our community branching out in such a wonderful way. It's interesting to actually see Noah, JC and Milo streaming and seeing our community flourishing and doing well in other uh, avenues. That's what you want to see a lot of. Cause when we all grow up and it's t- 10 or 20 years from now, I want to see all my peers successful as long as they don't go and go crazy and do some awful stuff. I want to see everybody fail. Yeah. I, I don't want to like, there's certain people in the community maybe that are horrible individuals that I won't even name on the show, but like, th- th- you're definitely rad but I, I'm not even the person I'm thinking of in my head he's not even a content creator it was, it was something we recently talked about Uh I digress oh, Delta
1: big 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 24 bomb Ooh. or 25 Ooh. bomb Ooh. under Ooh. month that unfortunately I've been missing a lot of live episodes to do work huh. but I'm glad a pre- uh, I'm, but I'm gladly a premise supporter oh. you guys are awesome keep nah, it up wow we're, I, I we're originally read awesome. premise as premise Uh-oh. because because like it got cut off in half. Yep. So yep. I just see pre and then on the next line is miss. I'm like premiss. I'm like oh that's premise. Yep. But, uh Thunder Monkey, you're a beast for that donation. Thank you. Yep.
0: Um Asteroid Delta sent the vinyl sign. Oh Andy just sent the 99 cents as well on super chat. You're the best uh, yeah,
1: I, I've been meaning to uh I gosh, don't have shit, it on I've me. been meaning to write you back on um On Discord, uh, thank you for sending to Reed. It was received. Yep, I appreciate the note too. Even assuming, thank you. Assuming Reed isn't a bastard man, I will hopefully be getting it.
0: I haven't even unwrapped it yet. Delta keeps telling me like put it on a wall. I'm
1: like, it's not going on my wall. No, I wanted to send it to me. I want it. Send it to me. So I'll probably send it to you.
0: Um, I also am going to have a spring sale soon. By the way, all my posters coming back. If any of you guys have been looking for that, I'll be selling a limited supply. My mugs I have. Even some of the leftover, if you didn't sign up in time. <gasps> Zombro, definitely teal and not green posters, along with my perk posters and all that type of stuff. People were asking about that, so be on the lookout. I believe the sale is going to probably start tomorrow if I get everything in order uh, for the video that launches. So that's something excited uh, to be looking forward to. We have our Patreon you guys can support over there, uh, as well as this episode is sponsored by Ironside Computers as well. They actually have a really cool... Uh, Special limited time computer going on right now. I want to highlight. I thought it was dope. Ironsides, and you can get five percent off using coupon code RAD uh, if you are in the market for computers. If you have disposable income, I'm always a big fan of that type of stuff. Yeah, here it is. So I want I want to show this off a little bit. Our proud sponsor of the show, all the live streams are possible thanks to Ironside Computers. Look at this thing. Um, it's the Soji. Oh, again, recamp pronounce most things. But it's it got this very uh, japanese influence design to it, which is cool, especially for people who are, like, weebs. I think Lex would love this. Smart Guy would love a computer like this. So it's something to get excited the official, about.
1: The official computer is Smart Guy.
0: Yeah. And I really adore what they do with their B-rolls and all their footage. They have a way of making these computers look absolutely gorgeous. Um, liquid cooling, which is awesome. Like, this is the first Ironside computer is liquid-cooled. Uh, the Ironside Computer they sponsored me with is the first time I ever had an experience with liquid cooling, and it's been really a good one. Like I, it runs so no matter what I'm doing. That's really exciting. So you can head over to Ironside's computers to check that stuff out if you're interested in that. We're still waiting on J J uh, 3D Printing Solutions to send us the Die Rise uh, Die Rise Dragons. I'm excited for those to be coming at some point. And we will pump out more of their stuff once they get their website in order, as they let me know. So they're also another wonderful sponsor I want to talk on. And if you want the show to continue, there's Patreon, uh, our Zombros Patreon. You can actually get on the show if we have any spots open. And there's a bunch of other rewards, like getting these mugs and stuff like that uh, throughout the Mm -hmm. months. Um, Fun fact, we did reach out. We had a wonderful native of the show, our buddy. I think Publicly, I think this is fun to say that we're at least trying it is uh, our good friend Nick, I think we already mentioned it, reached out and saw them at a convention, and we at least sent emails. We didn't hear back, sadly, but hopefully we get a chance to schedule Tom Kane podcast so far. This Damn it. Back. Damn back. Uh oh. I was, I, I was fishing it all up, and I'm like, no. I hate when I see the rips in the chat. I'm like, stop. It's just a hiccup. No, it's fine. You, I'm still alive. You were live. dead for a moment.
1: The show is over. What did I end uh, on?
0: What did I end on before I came uh, to the You
1: on? literally said Tom Kane and Steve, and then stopped talking. No. I filled in and said Steve Bloom. Yeah. Um, are they publicly on Twitter? I don't actually know. I tried yes. searching Tom Kane and I couldn't find him.
0: Yes, both Tom. He has a very little, small Twitter account. Steve
1: has a very, very big Twitter uh, account. It's Tom Kane Vo.
0: Yeah, don't he- spam them. That's the easiest way to never get them on the show. But if you want to suggest it to them, um, we encourage that. Just to say, like, hey, I'd love to see you on the Zombies podcast to discuss your roles about, you know, Tanker Tokyo because we want to see that type of stuff.
1: I like Otherwise, on uh, I, what I will say. I like on Tom Kane's Twitter. He has a picture of him with all the characters yeah. he's played throughout yeah. the years. Yeah, um, which is a whole lot of them. Let's see if I can get that uh, off real quick. Very. I mean, Tom Kane's a very prominent voice actor. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool to see the characters because you don't think about it. It's a great range. You know? From Yoda you know, to like,
0: Magneto like, to him, a Smurf, Iron
1: Man. Yeah, like like nobody would have guessed that the same person who plays Tokyo also plays Yoda.
0: That's that's some of the fun of uh, how voice acting is in the industry. You, you constantly get rewarded with that excitement of these individuals. Is Tom, is Tom Kane Yoda
1: in uh, in the trilogy? No, well? no, there's a different person for that. I, I thought I thought so. There's
0: separate voice actors in Star Wars, especially for the animated series stuff. Um, there's like because everyone's like, oh man, Ewan McGregor's in it, and the guy's just so good at sounding like. Uh, Ewan McGregor, that it's mm-hmm. it's not. There's a lot of nice lookalikes. But it's lovely. It's lovely to see so much talent inside the voice acting industry, and we'd be happy to have any of them on. There's also open invitations. Uh, I think I did it on the show. The mocap people, you have even the Chaos crew. Any of them that are interested in coming on, sharing their stories with that, Zombros would love to have you on. This is all about sharing the love we have for the Call of Duty Zombie franchise. So. Yeah, there we are. There we are, John. I have some donations to get through, though. I just found out about free donos. Cheers, guys. Woo! Look at that. Look at it coming through. TJACS. Well, this seems to be a thing. I had no idea about this. Uh, Reed, as payback for John Sports talk on the show all those times, it's your turn to go off topic. What is it? Oh boy, what was that moment that hit you hardest it's in Kingdom time. Hearts Three? For me, it was the Twilight Trio reunion. That was a good one. That was absolutely a good one for Kingdom Hearts Three. I love that reunion. Um, I think the the fight with Aqua, god damn.
1: It's just ruining the quality of the Loved show. Loved it. Loved it. Loved Show's that. The
0: and then the uh the follow up we get to play as her. That those were definitely my favorite points. Delta, again, with the sign. We're gonna get it, buddy. We're gonna get it up. Retro. Uh
1: everyone tweet, read, tell them to not be a bastard, man, and send me the sign already. Reed. Who is this who's this from? Retro S Retro. Reed,
0: I love you, but you're always so bitter now. You were the first person I watched that really brought me into the story once I learned it existed. Just because Die Rise is the best map ever <laughs> doesn't mean you have to always be so bitter. Be like John.
1: Yeah, lighten up, Reed. Be like me. It's a good donation. Uh, everybody tweet at Reed with the hashtag. LLJ live like John. John,
0: be careful what you ask for. I have something I've been planning for a while to answer your dumb die rise bullshit, and I just keep forgetting to do it. To be honest, with I you. have a
1: feeling it's going to be really stupid. Yeah, and die rise will be infinitely better. I saw some rumors this week that made me very happy about the future of die rise. I don't want to. So I think I think my campaign is working. Probably,
0: um, Mr. Drow with the donation. Reed, I need to apply. Read. I need to apply aspects of Taoism into my life. I'm such a materialistic individual. Just brought uh, Billy Ellis' debut album, uh, Hinata Figure, in seasons one and two of Breaking Bad. I feel your pain sometimes. I sometimes just go like, I think I just need to spend money today because I, I feel the need in my terrible capitalist, uh, capitalistic uh, ways. So there you are. A little little Taoism to end uh, the show there. Any other big announcements besides, uh, you know, I got, we have our Patreon. We're on iTunes and Spotify. I have a sale coming up. All
1: exciting stuff. I don't think so. All
0: right. Well, thanks for coming. We'll be back uh, next Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Rizzo. It's Rizzo! He's going to be on the show to discuss Ancient Evil in a bunch of different ways. I know there's a ton of stuff I want to talk about with Ancient Evil that I didn't even get into this week. But that, that, that's uh, all all we have there. I love it. I it's so much fun. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Good show. Good stuff. All right. See you next Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.